Jennifer at No Label Brewery, and you're listening to Drink of Ages Radio Show with John Denman. Come out to No Label seven days a week and join us for some badass beers on tap. Don't forget to visit our website at nolabelbrew.com for all events happening at our brewery. Hope to see you soon. This week's Drink of Ages radio show here at Drink of Ages Pub, we have our buddies from Baba Brew House hanging out. So everybody grab a grab a beer, get ready for some Drink of Ages radio show. I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, luminary. John Denman. John Denman. This is Drink of Ages radio hey, show. I'm John Denman. DJ Muskratch is a producer. He's the one spinning all the badass music in and out through the whole day. Uh, we are at Drink of Ages Pub, 1005 Wall Drive over Montrose. Stop by if you're in the area. Come have some pints with us. Uh, apparently, you know, my day started off pretty all right so far. So a few pints already into it. And so it's only going to get better now. So like I said in the intro, we have Baba Brewhouse hanging out. We have Marcus and Marta. Hello. Cheers. Cheers. Welcome. Welcome back. To good, to be, good to be back. Yes. Welcome back to uh, Drink of Ages. And... Um, what was uh, kind of funny about this was Marta earlier, and I'm going to go ahead and call myself out because I just my brain doesn't work right. Is uh, <laughs> you were talking about, like all this stuff about the pub, and I'm like, you've been here before, but then come to find out that you haven't been here before. <laughs> nope, first time, first time. Well, welcome, welcome to Drink of Ages, and thank you, great place. Marcus, you've been here a few times. You've delivered us some beers on occasions. I've been here twice today, so it's a good day for me. It's <laughs> a great day for me. And so, yeah, it was. Uh, it's good to have you guys back on the show. It's been a little while. Uh, a couple of years, I think. Um, maybe two plus years. It had to be. Like, when, when did you guys first open up? We opened in 2016. I think probably I was here maybe like the, the spring of 2017. Okay. Somewhere... I don't remember. It, it could have been ten years ago. I think it was 2017, though. It, it's just kind of weird. Like once it's, it's started, whenever we opened up the pub, nothing like time is irrelevant. Like there's there's no. I, I can't look back and go, oh yeah, that was March of uh, 2018. Yeah, it's like that was last week. Kelly's like, no, that was a year ago. It's like, oh, it just when you get busy, you know, your own stuff going on and everything. It's just mm-hmm. the months, the days, the weeks, they all just roll There's into one. There's not like five. a Sunday afternoon. There's not getting off at five. And so you just turn into just this long, it never stops mm-hmm. period of time. Yep. No, I kind of remember when it was because I, it was right after we put the put that first hazy out. Uh, we put it out in cans, cow jumped over the moon, and that was in I, I think it was in February of 2017. <laughs> I think uh, so. It was kind of like right after that. So I'm just kind of putting that general bracket on time, if you will. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we'll say, you know, it's been a, it's been a few years. I don't remember being here at all during that show, just for the record. <laughs> and I showed up like three hours early. That's dangerous. And I had probably one beer. 
every half hour. Every <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I really don't remember anything. The, I got a funny story about that if you if you want to hear it maybe later or, or now. I don't really know. I but. think I think now's <laughs> I think you've already started, so you can't stop. All right, so that show, you know, three hours early ish. So many beers while I was here. I was having a good time. I was actually a little bit nervous, you know. I didn't I didn't know you. Uh, I think Abel um, from I think he was was he at no label? No label at the time, yeah. Abel at no label was was here as well, and we're having a chat and we're doing all this stuff. And I'm just getting I'm getting drunker and drunker and drunker. By the time we got to the show, I remember we talked about our FJs. You have one, I have one, Abel has one. So we had like a little FJ chat. On the way home, I actually I kind of realized I was a little bit too drunk to be driving, and I don't I don't I don't like to drive like that. So um, not recommended. I, no, I definitely don't recommend it. It was it was a super bad idea, uh, but I pulled I pulled off the off the tollway. I was on West Park Tollway in George Katie. I pulled off, and I pulled off and I parked in a, a parking lot of a gas station. My cell phone had died, so my wife had no idea where I was or what I was doing. So, good idea. I plugged it into the you know the jack in the car to let it charge. When I and I fell asleep <laughs> for like six hours, apparently. <laughs> so when I woke up, it was like almost three in the morning. My phone had charged, and there's all these messages on my phone, like missed calls, messages like, are you alive? Where are you? What happened? I don't even know. I didn't know where I was. I had to, I had to uh, go to Google Maps, and I had to type in, like, position, and how do I get home? I had no clue where I was. I, I just didn't know. And I'd never been to that particular gas station. And it's on the tollway, so it's limited access. Yeah. I couldn't even get back on. Yeah. I had to drive through the neighborhood streets the whole way, right? <laughs> That's a... Uh well, first of all, like I used to have the issue where Wednesdays, whenever we do the show and everything, my my old phone would die. You know, it was time for me to replace it. So they, you know, phone companies do your phone only lasts. So my phone would die before the show was over. And then you know, my wife, she of course, same thing. Like, hey, are you dead? Where are you? <laughs> this and that. And it caused so much problems. So I'm like, you know, I can fix this by buying a buying a portable charger. And I thought that was going to fix it, but that only fixed like a small portion of the, <laughs> the rest of the night. But um, yeah, man, it's it's, uh, it's those those nights do happen, unfortunately. Uh, but you're smart enough to pull over, you know, take a good six hour nap. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I still think about that day, and I was I was telling March on the way down here about that day. Mm-hmm. I've actually picked out where that spot is now that I've <laughs> that I fell asleep, and I, I I've been there again now, so I know where it is now. At the time, I was pretty new to Houston. I didn't even know where we were at the pub. I had to use maps to get here. You know, we live on the west side, like deep in the west side. So, mm-hmm. you know, coming in, into town is, we used to be quite a trip. Now it's an everyday thing, but it used to be quite a trip. Used to be Did a journey. Did you not tell me that it was like five minutes from the house? Yeah, so like <laughs> five, really it's close. like five minutes from the house. I could have walked, could have walked home. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure... Uh, Kinga was not real happy about all that. No, no, not at all. I mean, uh, rightfully so. I think she was just more more worried than upset. I mean, she probably right. thought I was, she knew where I was, and she probably thought I was dead somewhere <laughs> alongside the road. I've been having too many beers. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, I've tried to alleviate that problem. Well, I went ahead and bought a new phone, and now, for some reason, new phones miraculously last all day long and Ooh. don't really have that problem anymore. And so now it's just... Now it's, do I need to come pick you up? And it's pretty much, yeah, I might as well come pick me up. <laughs> I miss you, honey. Uh-huh. Come, come and get me. <laughs> but yeah, you guys, you guys, well, actually, no, back to, uh, 
Yeah, two years ago, things were a lot different for you guys over at the brewery. Oh, oh yeah, right. very, very different. Yeah, different equipment, different. I mean, smaller space. I mean, you're just doing a lot of different things. I mean, it was it was a very family. It still is a very family oriented business. I mean, you got your kids out there with the mash paddles and everything, which what all good parents should should be doing. And now, I mean, you've, you've expanded, bigger brew house, uh, bigger more tanks, more beer being made. Yeah. So when we talked last time, it was. We were running effectively a two and a half barrel brew house. We had uh, uh, two or three fermenters. I can't remember, but they were, you know, three barrel capacity. Um, we were making, God, we were packaging probably six to seven barrels a month. We're, we're pushing to do uh, uh, 50 this month in, in kegs. So we're pretty happy with that. Um, we've gone from that little tiny system in this little tiny space the space is still tiny, by the way. It's the same exact space. We've just kind of really maximized the 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 vertical uh, height. We have a 16-foot ceiling, so we've maximized like the vertical space. We built a walk-in cooler outside that's uh, 13 by 20, so we've kind of alleviated that being inside. Uh, plus, now we're brewing on a uh, we got a seven-barrel brew house out there. We're running beer into seven-barrel and 15-barrel tanks. So, yeah, capacity is compared to when we talked last. Capacity is off the chart. Compared to where we want to be, we're in a good spot right now, but we're not going to stop here. Yeah. Bought a seven-barrel brew house. Did you get it all installed, start brewing on it, and be like, man, we should have bought a 10. Yeah, <laughs> and if we would have bought a 10, man, we should have bought a 15. Yeah. We should have bought a 15. <laughs> yeah. Bought a 15. Should have bought a 20. <laughs> so we, That's progression, isn't it? It's progression. That's what you want to achieve, right? That you is wanna, you're aiming for bigger and better things. Yes, yeah, that, that is a good progression to growth. But then every time you grow, it costs a lot of money. <laughs> that's that's a, the downside. But it's good because you're able to grow and yeah. you need to grow, which actually, you know. And you dream to grow. You dream to grow, yeah, bring in revenue. But yeah. same time, it's just like, ah, man, another fermenter. <laughs> no, we're in a good spot right now. Honestly, we're in a good spot to, uh, you know, the tap room is, is reopened again after uh, a year plus yeah, hiatus. Yeah, congratulations on that. Yeah, for sure. thank you, thank you. So the tap room opened, uh, I guess, three weeks ago with a with a big can release, and now we're open every every Saturday. There's a few exceptions, but every Saturday from two to eight. So, you know, we'll, we'll continue to be open then, and then we'll start expanding those hours. Um, and actually, it's been really great. You know, it's uh, peop- that first weekend people really really missed missed us being open. So it was, it was a little hectic, and it was um, there was a very long line, uh, but it was a lot of fun. Well, I mean, you, you get a good support around you, but you also get a nice support from Houston. So people knowing that your tap room's open, like the, the, the first weekend you're open, I knew a lot of people that went out there. They're like, hey, you're going out there? We're getting there early. It's like, man, really? That's, that's great, but I don't know if I'm going to get there early. I'll tell you, I was a... Uh, we were a bit scared about that whole thing. It was a little bit, um, we were nervous, let's put it that way. We had a, I was out there at 5.15 in the morning, you know, finishing up some last minute stuff and a car pulled up in front of the brewery and I was like, oh man, <laughs> I kn- it, was, and it, it was the same weekend as a parish release. So I know people at parish and we had some friends get to parish at like 8.45 the night before. And I'm thinking, no, but there's no way someone's here at 5.15. We open in like nine hours. There's no way this is yeah. gonna happen. Turns out he had a flat tire, which was fine. And he left. <laughs> You know, but I was a little bit worried about that. I think the first car pulled up around. We opened at um, at two. The first car pulled up around noon. Okay. So it was it wasn't it wasn't too crazy, and then there was a slow trickle in. But then it got crazy. About an hour after we opened, the line was. We talked to a guy that waited in line for one hour for a beer. Wow. And we had we had uh, five people behind the bar 
you know, they were really, really pushing hard behind the bar. They couldn't keep up with anything. So that was the peak. And we don't like to see that, but if it happens, it happens. Well, I mean, you, you, you kind of like to see the line, but you don't like to hear the fact that it took them an hour to, yeah. to get a beer. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, and it's, uh, you know, the one, the one hour wait time is, is a little bit off the charts. I don't know if I'd wait in line for an hour to get a beer anywhere. Well, I mean, if I already drove an hour out there, I'd probably just go ahead and decide to wait. But Yeah, possibly so. I mean, I guess that's a and, good point. And once you get to the first round, you know, maybe you order two when you go up there. I mean, be, <laughs> it took an hour. It's like when you go to a Rockets game. You don't go up to the bar and order a beer. You go to the bar and order two beers. I reckon it was all right. Now. They had a food. They had a band. They had a magician. Whilst they're waiting in the line. You know, there was always something going on in there. Oh, yeah. No, we're staying true to the yeah. kid-friendly, you know, theme. I mean, in, in the the, chi- the childish name, the the beer yeah. names that relate to the, you know, family-friendly and mostly to yeah. the to the sheep and kind of honor the, the name that we've created and really trying to maximize that, like, that brand value, if you will. So, like, I'm drinking a beer now. This is the a hazy we delivered today, Shepherd's Delight. Um, we put cans of that out. I brought one for you, actually. Uh, Excellent. It's in the cooler. Yeah. So, gift to you. Thank but you. it's got it's got a sheep on the label looking at the sunset. So try to maximize that sheep value, if you will. Well, the beer that I've been drinking is really good, and I'm out. So we need to take a break. Actually, yeah, two two out of four are out of beers right now. So let's go ahead and take a break, Muskratch. We get back. We'll talk more at Baba Brew House. This is Drink of Ages Radio Show. We'll be right back. So I stopped by Platypus before you know the whole show started, which is why the show's as good as it is. And uh, I was talking to Sean over there, and he's with us now. But we they, they came up with this beer. It's a collaboration beer that he made with two other breweries. And the cool thing about it is for the cause. So Sean, tell us about this beer. Yeah, mate. So it's called Drink Well with Others. It's a collaboration between uh, mates of mine in Georgia and LA. And we've collaborated to do a hazy IPA with the proceeds of that beer going to Depelchin Children's Centre, located just here on Memorial, just in the loop. Uh, and it's all about the National Adoption Awareness Month, which is quite dear to all our hearts. Um, and it's, a, it's a really kick-ass cause and really cool that you guys did this, bringing three different breweries together. But definitely worth stopping by the brewery, stopping by Platypus and having a pint or three because it's a, it's a really good hazy IPA. Uh, it's got a little dankiness to it that you don't really find in some others around Houston. So definitely want to come out and try some of that. Spindle Tap is one of Houston's fastest growing craft breweries. From the highly sought after hazy IPAs to its year-round core beers, Boomtown Blonde, Honey Hole, Hop Gusher, 5% Tint, and Houston Haze. Available at retailers all around Houston and surrounding areas. Stop by one of the nicest air-conditioned tap rooms in Houston, Thursday through Sunday, conveniently located 8 miles north of downtown off 59 in Little York. Come hungry and try some of our award-winning barbecue and wood-fire pizza from Texas. Go visit our website at SpindleTap.com and give us a like on Facebook. 
Innovative Radio Show here on ESPN. I'm John Dillon, DJ Muskratch. Hanging out here at Dream Age Club with some Baba Brewhouse. Hanging out. Marcus, Marta. Hello. Uh, you brought some beers. And so we're going to crack one of these things open. First one is going to be this awesome looking Fruit Ninja. Uh huh. This is always a good sound on the radio. Ooh. That's one Beautiful. of those sounds that no matter where you are, if you hear that open, you're just like, oh, somebody's opened a beer. You know, everybody <laughs> yes. in the pub looked this way, man. Everybody yes. looked here, right? It's it <laughs> it such a good sound. That's what happens. So this bad boy, Marcus, tell us what we're drinking here. So this is a, a, one of our Fruit Ninja series. This is the second one we've put in cans. This is a passion fruit, peach, and dragon fruit. So dragon fruit gives you that little bit of like a, a, a pink color, if you will. The passion and the peach are both like very, very, very yellow, like bright yellow type fruits. Not dragon fruits, that more of that bright pink color. We didn't quite get to that bright pink color, but it's still beautiful. And it's still looking nice and thick. So what we call this, um, officially we call this like a, a fruited sour ale. Um, what some folks in the industry are calling this is a, a fruit smoothie or a, like a, a, a smoothie style sour ale or a, any variation on that you might, you know, you choose if you will. Mm. It's definitely different. Mm. It is definitely... Uh, thicker mouthfeel yeah. to it. It's slightly tart, not super sour, mm-hmm. but man, this this is a very crushable beer right here. Yeah, so be careful with these. It, these are. I can drink that in the morning. This is, right, this As is a smoothie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. First thing. They're they're about six percent, so just kind of I would say proceed with caution. Uh, one other thing I'll tell you with these, and if anyone out there is going to uh, come to the brewery on Saturday and buy these cans, there's definitely a lot of fruit in this beer. This is unpasteurized. This is unfiltered. So you're taking uh, a, a sour, a, a kettle soured beer. You're blending it with fruit, and you're putting it in a can. Just some extra yeast and some sugars in a sealed yeah. environment. There's a lot of challenges to this. I will say putting this in a can is not an easy thing. Um, but keeping this, um, keeping this fresh in your pantry is a bad idea. Keep this fresh in your refrigerator. There's a warning label on the can, actually. It says it will explode, just for those who don't know. Um, and, it, and it will explode. I will tell you this, though. If anyone's curious, we've done an explosion test on this particular brand, mm-hmm. and it, it hasn't exploded on us. It's been uh, five days on the counter, ambient temp, no explosion, no significant increase in stiffness in the can and pressure or so anything right we're working on it you know it's um it means they've been treating you well yeah so treat it treat it like any living thing so if you're coming to the brewery to get some of these then bring an ice chest Good ice keep box. it cold bring an ice chest keep it cold keep it in your refrigerator I, I i say it this way you wouldn't go to heb or to any grocery store and go buy a pound of shrimp and then leave it in your car all weekend and expect it to taste good on Monday. That's a good point. Right? It's a fresh product. We've all learned that lesson. I Yeah. <laughs> Ho- hopefully by accident. <laughs> so, no, so this beer, um, so it, it's it's rather thick, as you can see. It's, it's quite thick. Um, 
I mean, it, it, lacing on the glass is, is. Can you even call it out lacing or just residue? It's. I. I mean, effectively, this is this is like a. It's 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 pulp. You could put a shot of rum in that. <laughs> you easily could. Oh, it's still you, you forget that it's got still six six percent in it. But <laughs> you're basically twelve percent really fast. I do not have any rum, unfortunately. What uh, would you call that, though? A uh, shot of rum in this would give it a name. It's not a boiler maker. It's not a. I don't know. It's not. It's not a car bomb. What do you Man, call it? Man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, call it a rum ninja. Rum, it rum mean ninja. It <laughs> wow. No, that is really it's good. Like, it is. Uh, yeah, like I said, it's definitely different. Different than uh, the beers we were drinking before. Because yeah, the beers just just a different body style, uh, taste taste wise. I mean, you have a little sweetness in there, a little tartness, uh, a lot of fruit. Yeah, a lot of fruit. Mm. But you are drinking a smoothie. Yep. Yeah, and that's the goal. I mean, this you know this style has been described as a smoothie style. Whether you call it an IPA or you know some some breweries out there like Hudson Valley, as they they call it, they do like fruited sour IPAs. Uh, folks like The Answer, like 450 North up in Indiana, they're doing smoothie style or slushy style. B52 locally has, is doing some slushy style or smoothie style um, beers. So there are people out there doing these. Um, we try to put our spin on them and make them ours. I had some Hudson Valley the other day and had the, it was a blackberry sour IPA. And it honestly it was one of the best things I've ever drank in my life. Mm. Whatever they're doing, uh, it's it, w- it was incredible. First time I ever had the, any of their beers, and it w- the the first one was a Blackberry, and it was it was really tasty. But it that that was a sour IPA. It wasn't uh, like a shake IPA. Yeah, yeah, but it was just really really good. No, those guys definitely have inspired us. I mean, in some way, there's a, a lot of breweries have inspired us. I mean. Uh, from from local guys like B fifty two, with with this style, mm-hmm. with just with the fruited heavily fruited beers, uh, and then you and then you go like up to Indiana with the four fifty Norris. You go out to Virginia with the with the answer. You go. Those are kind of like the ones who have inspired us, along with Hudson Valley and many 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 others. But those are the ones we always get on our back porch. Those are the ones that we're drinking on our back porch. So, well, it's really good about like you guys. Yeah, you do this. You have your hazy IPAs that we have some on tap. But then we can also drink a very nice Kolsch. Very light, very crisp, very clean Kolsch. Yeah. We take a lot of pride in that Kolsch, by the way. You should. That's, that's the beer that, personally, like as a, as, a, as a brewer, that's the beer I like to make. Um, Hazy's are great. These beers are awesome. I could love making all beer, but that Kolsch, man, when it's boiling and those, uh, you know, those German hops are boiling away in there, oh, man, the whole brewery just smells like heaven. And then, you know, you make a good, clean Kolsch, then you know the rest of the beers are going to be very well made. Yeah, we agree. You know, we, we try to really, like, you know, do these crazy styles off-the-wall stuff that that very few people are doing and then come back to a nice, clean Kolsch or a nice, clean West Coast IPA or, a, you know, a, a stout that's a four-, four or five-hour boil stout that's a little bit, you know, with Oreo cookies and... <laughs> Whatever else in it. I mean, we do those too, right? We did one this week with uh, with Isla Street up in uh, San Antonio. We did it here at the brewery, and we're going to release that like around 
Probably like the first week of December-ish. Oreo stout. Yeah, so it, it had all, all, all kinds of um, crazy goodness in it, but it's really the, a, a minty, a minty like heavy-duty stout. I went through a sleeve of Oreo cookies last night <laughs> after eating three dinners, and then I sat down and I saw my kid walk by with an Oreo. I'm like, where'd those come from? Poured my little glass of milk, went and grabbed the whole bag, sat down and ate the whole sleeve. Yep. And I was about to eat more, and I was like, what are you doing, man? You've already had a cheeseburger from Miller's. You've already had chicken wings. Then you ate, then I came home and I cooked shrimp steaks and wedge salad. Then I started, it was like, I can't, I can't, how am I fitting any more in my body, you know? So you it was like, can't have enough Oreos in so your life. I put the Oreos up, drank my milk, and a little while later, I went there and ate two peanut butter cups. And you were on a binge. I was on a binge. Yeah. I mean, have you seen the thin Oreos? I, I want to. I like those the best, honestly. I'm not. I'm not like the double thick ones. <laughs> uh, that's too you much dunk for me. Them? Oh, you dunk always them dunk them. Split them no, I dunked the whole thing. My fingers and everything, man. You got to oh, so be fully submerged them. in there <laughs> until they're them, just yeah. about to fall apart. Uh, gotcha. It's like a timing thing. Uh, yeah. And so Oreos, Oreos and a stout just makes sense. Well, number one, it's amazing you're alive today. Number two, <laughs> a lot of people say that. Yeah, number number two, when we put this stout in cans, uh, it's gonna be hopefully it's gonna be awesome. I have no idea. It's the first time we've ever done a beer like this at the brewery. Uh, we did a five hour boil, so this thing is like super thick, Gosh. viscous. I I, cl- I clogged the heat exchanger coming out because it's like it's like maple syrup coming out of the. Oh kettle. yeah, yeah, you got motor oil running through there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had to do some serious work to, get it to go through the heat ex. <laughs> I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I bet it smelled great. Oh, it was amazing. And the wind, it was that night when it got really cold. That big front came in from the north, so the wind was coming in so hard. It wasn't, wasn't allowing the steam to exit the, the brewery. It was, the Just so the, the, the wind was, like, seriously blowing so hard. It was coming down the, the steam exhaust tube, and it was keeping all the steam in the brewery. So it was nice. Oh, it was great, because it was 40 degrees outside, and it was, like, 90 in the brewery. Oh, like a sauna. All the windows are fogged <laughs> up. It was steamy in there. It was It was pretty epic. Nice. Yeah, you are in there in your <laughs> bathrobes. Yeah, was <laughs> like hanging out. Yeah, I have my flip flops, uh, the furry ones. It was awesome. Uh, <laughs> just hanging your out in the thongs, sauna. You mean. Uh-huh. Your thongs. The thongs. <laughs> the thongs. Well, the thongs and the thong. And the thongs. Yeah. And thongs. Yeah. That's, that's get, a beer name right didn't there. Didn't get that far. <laughs> <laughs> didn't get that crazy. That should be your summertime beer, thong and thongs. <laughs> All right, let's get some more beers. Uh, we gotta take a break. This is Drink of Ages. We'll be right back. Thinking of buying, selling, or renting a house? Let my good friend Amber Sear with Stanfield Properties help with all your real estate needs. She is your real estate connection. Amber is a second-generation real estate agent and holds herself to the highest ethical standards. She is a member of the National Association of Realtors, Texas Association of Realtors, and Houston Association of Realtors. Work with a knowledgeable native Houstonian who I know well and I trust. Whether buying, selling, or renting, 
Contact Amber Sear from Sandfield Properties. Her email address is amberseer.realtor at gmail.com. That's ambercyr.realtor at gmail.com. Or call her at 832-715-5455. Again, that's 832-715-5455. All right, if you guys need anything like some shirts, some merch, some stickers, uh, from koozies to any of that stuff, whether you're a brewery, a distillery, or yeah, you just have a business you want to get started and get your brand out there, man. You need to talk to my buddy Rodney Campbell over at Cask Branding. He can take care of you with your glassware. Your, I mean, like I said, he makes all of our shirts here at Drink of Ages. He does a lot of stuff for a lot of people around Houston. So reach out for CaskBranding.com, Rodney Campbell, and tell him that you heard on Drink of Ages, and man, he'll take care of you. There's that sound again, Muskratch. It's a good way to lead into a segment. We should do this every segment. Just crack open a can. I mean, we're, we're, you don't get the same sound from pouring a pint. Yeah. It's true. It's a nice, unique sound. It is a very unique sound. I guess if we move the mics over by the taps and pour a pint, you know, we're here. We can do that. Uh, but it is radio, so we can just record like three or four of them and just plug them in and be like, all right, this is Drink of Ages Radio Show live from Drink of Ages Pub. We we're pouring pints right now and having a great time. But now, actually, we are pouring some cans of Baba Brewhouse, which is our guest this week on uh, this episode of Drink of Ages. Marta and Marcus are hanging Hello. out. We have cracked open a can of Shepherd's Delight. Shep's Delight. We uh, released this last weekend in cans. Um, you guys have it on the tap wall tonight. Uh, a number, number of other places we'll get, we'll be having on the tap wall uh, throughout the week. Uh, this is a, you know, super hazy IPA. It comes in at 6.9% ABV. Uh, a lot of citra hops, and it, but it's really focused on a, on a hot blend called Kiwi Blend from New Zealand, which is quite a unique little blend. I don't actually know exactly what's in it, to be honest with you. They sell it as Kiwi Blend, um, but it's, it's full of it. Yeah, I was about to ask that question. Because it sounds great. I mean, honestly, kiwi is my favorite fruit. It's, it's one of those that I struggled with my whole life because I liked it so much. So I was watching Food Network, and I watched them actually cut a kiwi and use a spoon. And that changed my life, uh, how easy it is to actually eat kiwi. Now, we're talking about a different kind of kiwi here. Oh, man. Right. So I, I agree with you, but this is more about kiwi. Not kiwi, you know what I mean? This is the New Zealand blend. The New Zealand blend. New Zealand blend of hops. The, the kiwi. <laughs> not not the kiwi. <laughs> exactly. the kiwi. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I got you. Because, yeah. Well, you know, the thing is about it is that you do get those kind of notes in this. Yeah. So I have to do a little bit more research to see actually exactly what's in that blend. Uh, the easiest way I can put it is uh, it's kind of it's kind of like that Falconer's Flight blend, the uh, like that American Seven Hop blend, somewhat like that, but it's a uh, it's uh, not an American blend of hops. So we we've used this before, one time before on Chef's Delight, uh, but this was a this is a much bigger batch. This is our first one of our this is our first 15 barrel batch of uh, hazy IPA. So you know the biggest tank in the brewery was full of hazy, and this is the first one. So super happy with it. Turned out great. It's got a good nose on it. It's got a good mouth feel. Um, Tastes went, good too. Yeah, yeah. It also tastes good. good. Yeah, yeah. went really well. So we're super happy with this. Um, 
I mean, those first two things are pretty important, but the third one, the taste. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> this is kind of a cool one. We, we took a, being a 15-barrel 15, 15 bash for us, I know for some breweries, 15 barrels is like a teaspoon for us. That's a, that's a lot of beer. So half this batch went to the state of Washington to a group called Tabor. Um, some folks are familiar, some are not. They're basically a beer online uh, retailer or merchant. Uh, and then half the batch went to Houston. Well, I'm glad you brought a keg over here to drink of ages. Uh, that's what I started off with. So, you know, as we're going through the four-pack of cans that you brought, I figured that would be a good one to talk about during this segment because these are the first two beers that we drink are what's going to be released Saturday at the brewery. Yeah, that's correct. Correct. So highly recommend uh, making a quick trip out there to Baba Brew House Saturday at what time does it start? Uh, two to eight. Two to eight? Yeah. Especially for the Fruit Ninjas. That The Fruit Ninjas was if really If you want to get good. a hand of those. Yeah. It's different. Uh, oh, yeah. This is a good hazy IPA for sure. Uh, yep. All the characteristics you want in a good hazy IPA. Very nice citrus. Tropical notes. Smells fantastic. And there's no kiwi in it at all. There is. There's citrus, galaxy, mosaic, and kiwi blend. The kiwi blend. Boo. Oh, yeah, that kind of kiwi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that we've gone full circle. Are we talking about beer or are we talking about country? Because Did, I tell you, Did I tell you about my kiwi story yet? No, you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Please do tell. <laughs> Don't call an Aussie a kiwi. I know. Did you call Aussie a kiwi? Yeah, don't don't call an Aussie a kiwi. I know you don't. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is a really good beer, and uh, it's really cool because I said you were on the show, your show a few years ago, and there's been so much, so many changes, and I've seen your name pop up, like Baba Brewhouse pop up, not just locally, but in different forums and stuff across the state. So it's, it's really badass to see. You know, the, the beers you're making are getting this national attention, and people are trading for these beers. And people are having people that live in the Houston area go out, buy beers, or ship to them in New York and all over mm-hmm. the place. No, it's been cool for us, too. And, I mean, it, I'd be lying to you if I told you that wasn't what we're trying to do with the brewery. I mean, we're small, but that doesn't mean we don't want to take over the, the hazy world. The I whole mean, world. Like, listen, our, our goal is to is, – I've said this before. It's not the, not the first time. Is our goal is to take over the the hazy IPA world, you know, to to be, and I say that like somewhat lightly, but I mean really for us to be recognized as one of the as one of the breweries out there who makes like good solid haze, that someone would be willing to say like, hey, I'm gonna go to uh, I'm gonna go to Monkish in LA, and I'm gonna trade one of your cans can for can for that brewery, or I'm gonna go like somewhere on the East Coast and I'm gonna other trade half. can for can, yeah, yeah, I mean yeah, somewhere like other half or like Trillium Treehouse, I mean. I'm not saying we're at that level. I'm not saying that, but it, um, I'm not even actually claiming to be at that level for the record. But what I'm saying is our goal is to be like can-for-can can trade with breweries to be like, at that level. like that. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. Yeah. To be, to be right. uh, making, because I mean, there, there's good beers out there, but it's at the same time, there's a popularity contest that goes on there. I mean, of course, these breweries are all making really great beers. Of course. But then, yeah, there's also... Yeah, like I said, the popularity that, that people yeah. get, and also it's the best thing that they've ever had in their life. It's like, well, you know, this one's pretty tasty, too, and yeah. doesn't quite get the same attention. No, that's right. And, you know, it, it, it really is about, you know, the size of the brewery, the marketing around the beer and the brewery itself, and then where you put those beers in the market and how you get them out into the market. And 
I'm not claiming to be some market expert by any means. We're, we're tiny, man. We don't know anything. But at the end of the day, like, we're doing a pretty decent job. And I give a lot of credit to, to my wife and business partner, Kinga. I mean, she really does all that work. I make beer. Plain and simple. I make beer. I package beer. But she does all the other cool stuff. And they're both really complement each other. Both really complement each other. That's definitely yeah. It's you a, can it's see a, that. It's a very good like a uh, symbiotic relationship, mm. if you will. I mean, she does this, I do this. We, but at the end of the day, we're attached to each other, and we live and thrive off each other. So, it is what it is. And we both are kind of like insane and want to take over the world. So, <laughs> I guess it's kind of like an evil plan to take over the world. <laughs> who's Pinky and who's the brain? I don't know who it is. Hey, but I'm not is- sure, but. But the thing is that you've got contacts all over the world, right? You've got family across Europe, you've got family across America, and they all love the beers. And I introduce your beers to my friends in Australia, in Europe, in freaking whatever places, and they love your beer. So it's just a matter of how you can bring and break the market to get them in. Yeah, and and it's it's really tough at at our scale. You know, that's it's really tough to do that. So we we do that in small packages, if you will. And really small packages. Well, I mean, even with the new upgrades and the new brew house and everything, like what what do you, what's your capacity at right now? Like, like how much can you brew at this moment? Uh, no, we can we can package about fifty barrels a month, so it's still tiny. I mean, it really is tiny. But for us, coming from like five to seven a month, that's it's a, it's a ten times increase in what we could do uh, two years ago. So. And it just goes forward from there. I mean, our goal next year is to do a thousand barrels. Uh, we'll probably hit like maybe about six, six fifty this year, okay. which is still. I mean, it's it's tiny. It's super tiny. No, but that, that's some really good growth, though. But we, you know, the 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 first year we were open, we made one hundred and fourteen barrels or something. You know, it's it's. I remember I remember the first day we actually opened, we made like a hundred and forty dollars the first day we opened, and it's like, awesome. We were so we were so pumped. Like we were stoked, man. Oh, of course. If I made that today, I'd be like, we should just close the doors. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I, I spent my whole week here. I spent my life here for that. Are you kidding me? So, you know, it's it's all about uh, growth and perspective and, and growing as a, as a person, as a business, and just making it happen, you know, as much as you can do in your little tiny space. And and it's, it's also interesting because, I mean, I, I love my wife, but... Working together and all that—I mean, it, it would—it would get challenged. Like it's—it's it's, it's tough, and to to have this business where you guys have to depend on each other in more ways than one, and every aspect of your life you depend on each other. I mean, that's pretty awesome to see it all work out very well. It's—it's it's a challenge, but it does. At the end, it does work out, and and you know, you see you see the products, and you say, okay, this something's working here, and people are so surprised usually when it's like, oh yeah, there's just two of us. And now we have a full-time employee as well, but now there's three. Now there's hey, three. Yes. Can I just say that I always admired my sister and Marcus because not only they have a beautiful three children, but they also have an amazing family. They have a family and work balance, and they communicate with each other. Work, they work together and they live together. It's freaking skill that you have to work on all the time, and. Maybe they're not masters at it, but they're working on it. Do you know what I mean? So they agreed to be both partners in life and partners in business, and that's the most diff- one of the most difficult things that you can actually 
heaven life, really, right? Yeah. And they're doing a great job at it, and I'm really proud of them. Yeah, the, I can taste the love. <laughs> you can taste the love in beer. Oh, yeah, for sure you can. Man. Totally full of love. Totally. You can. Sorry. I agree. So uh, No, let's you take can a break. Taste the love in brain. Let's take a break. When we get back. We'll talk more with Baba Brewery House. Uh, but no, absolutely, it, it's pretty phenomenal. And I mean, what you guys are doing out there is 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 working really well. And I, like I said before, man, it's really badass to see the success. So we get back. We'll talk more. We got two more beers to open up. So I think we need to drink faster. I agree. Must scratch. Take us into the break. Houston, this is Jared Montgomery, brewmaster at Megaton Brewery. If you have not heard of us, we're a new brewery in Kingwood. Come check out our air-conditioned tap room. Enjoy our free play arcade games, air hockey, pool table, outdoor patio games, and of course food trucks all weekend. Try our tasty brews or grab a pint of our favorite beers made by our friends across the great state of Texas. Megaton serves wine as well. Our tap room is open Friday and Saturday and beginning September 8th, we are open noon to 6 for football season. Find us on Facebook for hours, events, and special beer releases. Thanks so much. If you're thinking about opening up a bar, a brewery, or if you have either one, you need to contact my friend Brian Kircher over at Draftsmiths of Texas. He takes care of all the beer lines at Drink of Ages, which makes it, you know, when breweries come in, they, they try their beer on tap. It tastes as good as it does the brewery. He can install your system, maintain it, glycol, do the whole thing. Give him a call at 713-647-1100 or just look him up online, dstexas.com. And man, let him take care of your beer lines. Just to make sure that we keep the show doing the same thing every segment and on pace. Be lovely. Oh man, <laughs> smells great too. Drink of Ages Radio here at Drink of Ages Pub, 1005 Wall Drive. It says ESPN 97.5. DJ Muskratch is a producer. I'm John Denman. Marcus from Baba is hanging out. Marta is here as well. We are pouring now some business socks. Look what I brought, man. I got to show I know it's radio, but like you seriously can't see it on radio, but I literally have my business socks on today, man. Look at that. I think everybody can hear what those socks look like right oh, now. They, those are good looking. Man. Custom, those are some business socks. Custom made socks just for this beer release. 
business socks. That is one thing that I will say, you know, there's a lot that has changed in the world. A lot of advancements in technology, uh, food sourcing, automobiles, all this stuff has gotten so cool. You know, things have advanced so far. But the fact that you can have anything you want printed on any garment, including socks, underwear, thongs, bikinis, yep. anything, is this is pretty bad. I mean, it's in my Facebook feed all the time. Yeah, I mean, you have a tortilla blanket. That's uh-huh. pretty sweet. Yeah, so there's so many things out there. Just the options and availability of so much stuff is amazing. There's never been a time, probably in human history at all, where you can buy so many things. And these socks aren't just printed. These, are, this is like this. This design is actually like built into the sock. It's part of the sock. They, they are good looking socks. Oh, yeah. This is custom made and they're comfy. They're super good. Oh, yes. and I'm sending them to Australia. March is sending some off to Australia to our buddies down there. Excellent. Oh yeah. So yeah, so this beer, I mean, business socks, right? It's um, foc- we focused on cashmere. You know, the whole mm-hmm. business business thing, business mm-hmm. sweaters, furries. Sweater, smooth beer, cashmere, it all kind of goes together, right? It's it so makes smooth sense. and so yeah. delicious, and it's just on edge. That is really good. I love it. It's my fave. These beers, the thing about hazy, the juicy, hazy IPAs is they're so easy to drink. Yeah. And so many people are like, oh, I don't like IPAs. Well, then they drink and they're like, ooh. This tastes really good. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. it doesn't taste. You don't have that bitter punch in the face. You yeah. just have this nice, easy approach. Yeah, that's kind of a little sweet, a little citrusy, nice, pillowy, soft. It just like comforts you in to drink more. Yeah, you know, and it's it's one of those uh, beers that really took us a long time to perfect. And I'm not saying we're done yet, but I am saying it took us a long time to get to this point. I guess if you will, you know. What we found with this beer is that we're, we're pretty happy. So we, we do all these beers at 6.9%. And normally they go up to like 7.2. So we're in that kind of that range, like 6.9 to 7.2. And that's a totally illegal range. We can't really control everything we do. So we're happy there. You know, three-tenths. We're, we're good there. It's uh, good, solid ABV. We push kind of like that 7.0, 7.1 mark quite often. That's kind of where we, we're happy there. It's somewhat uh, sessionable, if you will. Sessionable for a hazy IPA. A lot of hazy IPAs go up to like 10, 11%. It's just way too much, in my opinion. So we keep it right there about seven. Pretty happy there. We really backed off, you know, the the, the the greenness, as people call it. We've eliminated that. So this thing is like super smooth. Uh, flows pretty easy. It's got a nice nose on it. It's got good flavor. You know, it's just, a ma- this beer is a, a complete like balanced act, if you will. And that goes for any good hazy, in my opinion. This one is, uh, think about hazy IPAs. We're talking about the Fruit Ninja. Doing really good with a shot of rum in it and for breakfast. <laughs> this one here would make a really good mimosa. A little champagne in there. Mm. Little, it already has got the, the juiciness working. I reckon that's my post-Fruit Ninja drink. <laughs> and actually, that's what I do. Whenever I go to Baba Brew House, I have a Fruit Ninja and then I have the socks. So there. We've blended uh, these hazies with uh, things like uh, orange juice, or you know, s- sometimes the guys behind the bar blend them with a uh, blend them with a fruit ninja for you if you want. If you ask nice. Oh wow! So you know, it's it's all about a little bit of mixology in there as well to get these things just right for you, just you know, just for you across the bar. Well, a lot of people came out. You know, breweries had a hard time making a good hazy IPA. So you know, you hear heard all the negative stuff. You know, lazy man's beer, all this. 
different stuff. It's like, no, no, this is an absolute science project to do it right. Yeah. Oh, it, it, I mean, it's on steroids. Like literally, it's because there's there's no there's no formula to describe this beer. It's all trial and error. You know, we we, I mean, literally one year of trial and error to get even close to this point, and then another year to perfect that, and then we'll be per- perfecting this until probably the, the day we stop brewing beer, which is hopefully not in the near future. So it's one of those things you just never stop with. You just never stop. When you're coming out with recipes. Uh, I don't know with, with different releases because these are two completely different beers. Fruit Ninja, uh, which is your uh, smoothie sour IPA. Yeah. Then you have your Business Socks, hazy IPA. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think? I mean, what's you just kind of set out like these are the beers you want to make, or do you think they complement each other in a certain way for a release? No, not at all. I mean, I mean the the Fruit Ninja project is you know we're, we're pushing out. Uh, at least one or two new ones every week, and then with the with the hazy IPAs, we're pushing out one about every three weeks. So, you know, with the release, we're just sort of releasing two beers. I mean, they could they're completely separate things, uh, not re- usually not related at all. Yeah, yeah. It's just so much fun to just because the, the availability of ingredients, uh, the raw materials to make beer now, and the knowledge. You know, the, yeah, that if you don't, like, you know, first time you made a Smoothie IPA. I mean, there was some available knowledge out there, like, okay, how do I make yeah. this? Yeah. So, yeah. so now you have all these options. You made the thin mint cookie stout. <coughs> yeah, know, that's coming up. Uh, yeah, that's right. So all this different stuff that you can make. It's 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 to me, it's kind of like when you sit down and you want to paint something. <laughs> it's like, what do I want to paint? I can paint a tree. I can paint a flower. <laughs> a hey, shark. I can paint a nude person. You know, there's yeah. all these options. You can paint a shark on the bathroom paint floor. Paint a shark on the do bathroom shark. floor. Yeah, which is awesome, by the way. Yeah. Can, can do all kind of different things. So when we sit down, you're like, what do I want to make? You yeah. know, then just yeah. like come up with an idea and then just go from there. Well, I mean, it's 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 a little more structured than that at the brewery because it has to be with planning and with, you know, getting ingredients here. Like, as an example... Shepherd's Delight, I don't know if we can ever make that beer again because with this batch, I used all my kiwi blend. And I don't really know if I can get more. I'm not sure. So that beer may never, ever exist again. We can smoosh kiwi. We can smoosh kiwi. Like put it in the buckets. We could blend up some real kiwi, kiwi and make like it. Maybe, we could do like kiwi. a maybe a Shepherd's Delight fruit Have a, like, ninja with kiwi. kiwi oh, I don't know. I'm liking the sound of it. Let's just put, let's put that on the like on the on the back you know, burner. They, <laughs> hold on, when they smash the grapes, you can have this like smooshing kiwi. No? Yeah, we can have a Ooh. oh, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put that on like maybe even like on the on the counter like off the burner completely. Just in the idea box. Yeah. Yeah, the idea box. The general oh, yeah. idea box. Yeah, we'll put it in the idea box. It's there. There's a hole in the bottom of that box, by the way. There's a trash can right underneath it. <laughs> it's a recycler that actually catches on fire. No trace. Yes. But we came up with a good plan the other day at No Label. We did, yeah. Yes, yeah, so we're sitting around, and, and we need to figure out a good date to make this happen because you said that you've never brewed a double IPA, double West Coast-style IPA. Well, never like a traditional, you know, dark, you know, dank, resinous, 
exquisite, you know, double IPA. Piney bong water yeah. situation, yeah. Honestly, it's never been my style personally, so, yeah, I mean, I, I've just, I don't make it because I don't drink it, but it doesn't mean other people won't, so, yeah, we, we need to put that on the calendar for sure. So, officially announcing the collaboration with John at Drink of Ages Pub. It's gonna be it's gonna be good. Uh, I'm looking forward to it because that's that's just a style that you know I, I would love to see made more, uh, more of. It's just a good double West Coast danky IPA. Something that like, comes to mind. We'll put it on tap here every once in a while. But uh, Space Cake from Clown Shoes. Okay, Ooh. something like that. Nine percent. Something. I mean, uh, to me that that is a phenomenal phenomenal beer. It's a good. It's a very good beer. But locally, what's happening in that in that space? I mean. I think last thing I had was uh, was it what, Resin Lord? I think I think Sigma put it out. Sigma I, did Resin Lord, yeah. I think it's the last like big double. That was really good IPA I've ever uh, that I had, and, and, and yeah, besides Buffalo Bayou, more Cowbill. Yep, that's right. Available. That's right. That's right. Really good. Uh, brash, not not to nine percent. Yeah, no. Can't think of. Ah, I, Yes. Did you say space cake? Space cake. Like space, space cake. Space. Like the cake. one space cake. I'm thinking about space cake. No, not that one. No, this. <laughs> is, no, no, not that one. <laughs> Similar. <laughs> yeah. So let's get that beer on the calendar because uh, for for me it's it's new territory, and you know, for you brewing brewing with me at Baba Brew, that's a, that's a whole new territory. So it's gonna be fun. Yeah. yeah. It's always it's always a fun day brewing for sure. So space we'll figure that out and <laughs> let everybody know when that official release is going to happen. Uh, get some kegs over here, some drink of ages, and a few other places around town. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. It'll be, it'll be good. So Saturday tomorrow, uh, big release of Baba. Get out there for. Definitely want to try some of the Shepherd's Delight, and you really want to get some of the Fruit Ninja. Okay. You want to get some Fruit Ninja, bring your ice chest because you want to keep this beer cold. Yeah, you want to keep it cold for sure. Now, it's going to be quite chilly this weekend, mid-60s. Uh, like I said, we've done some pretty extensive testing on this thing on the at, at the house all week. Um, so far, so read good. Read the label. Yeah, no issues with us, but definitely read the label. On <laughs> Don't leave yet. Good point. Don't leave your fruit ninja in car. Don't leave your kids. Crack the window. Exactly. exactly. Before you buy it, read the cool label. <laughs> yeah, read the, read the label. Put it on ice. Put it in the fridge. But Baba Brew House, tap room open Saturdays. Every Saturday now, unless something's coming up, kids' birthday party. Yeah, with with exceptions. Yeah, like with, with Thanksgiving weekend, not open. Christmas, not open. Not open. New open. Year's, not open. Memorial Day, not open. Few things like that. You yeah. know, like like big kind of national like holidays will close us down, right? Shut it down. But not too far to get out there to Baba from here. It's a good 45-minute drive. Not even. Yeah. Yeah. Not too bad at all. Right down I-10. So if you haven't been out there, go check them out. Check them out this weekend. Uh, if you can't make it this weekend, then look them up online and find some other good times to go out there. But Marcus, man, thanks for coming by. Marta, thanks for coming and hanging out. No worries. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Uh, I guess this is it. Muskrat, it's time to wrap up the show. He's giving me a. No, he's looking at his phone. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> he's about to have a baby. Another baby. Ah, right. Okay. Hey, congratulations. Yep.
But I want to thank everybody for listening to Drink of Ages Radio Show. If you want to hear any of the old shows sponsored by our friends at No Label Brewing Company, you can find it on iTunes, SoundClouds, DrinkofAges.com, and other you know really not so great safe sites on the internet. <laughs> but want everybody be safe out there and go Rockets, go Texans. Talk to everybody next week. <laughs>